Yes, Lord. Even so, come, Lord Jesus, because there is a war for our souls. It is crazy, and Lord, it's coming, and so are you. So we thank you, Father God, for the revelation, the promises in your word, that you do not lie, that you're coming again, that you, Lord, even though the enemy has tried to obscure this critical fact, that you, the God of all creation, are coming again to receive unto your own those that belong to you. We thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit in us to keep us faithful, to keep us encouraged, to keep us protected in these critical days when all that can be shaken is being shaken. I thank you for wisdom and counsel and revelation. I thank you that you give each one who hears eyes and ears to hear and see and understand and to know what you have for us, that we will not be afraid, that we will not be confused, that we will not be turned to the right or left, that will not be persuaded or dissuaded by the works of darkness and the powers of, of the enemy, his liar, his narratives, or his henchmen or his hand, handmaidens, that we will not be afraid. And I thank you, Lord, for the awesome power of your word and for the promises in the soon return of Jesus Christ. So now help us, Lord God, to understand, to um Unravel the mysteries of, of, of uh, righteousness and truth in the kingdom of God, and you're coming, and you're soon coming. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, Amen. The, Jesus is coming back. The return of Jesus Christ, Jerry, has been one of the things that has become the mo- one of the most controversial you know, topics, issues uh, of our modern day. Satan has hate, hated that fact so much that he has obscured it from every... Uh, from almost wiped it away from every mind and, and every thought and every conscious. Uh, it's not in the back of our minds. It's not in the front of our minds. It's not anything that promotes or provokes or persuades or controls or uh, manages any much of anything we do. When you think of much of the world has no idea about Jesus Christ, who he is, uh-huh. that he even came. A, a large percentage of the world doesn't even know his name, who he came, uh, who, who, who he, he is, is <laughs> where what, he came. Did he come? And he has come. We know that he has come. And and he is returning again. And, and that is a topic that's often not even mentioned in, in the, the church churches Jesus anymore. Because we want to talk about, you know, mm-hmm. smooth things, you know, how to do this and how to that. Social how, gospels. How to have a happy life, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Your best life now, all that kind of your stuff. Best, but here, here Jesus said in John 14, 1 through 3, he says, let not your heart be troubled. Well, we got all kinds of things that is a command, that you know. Troubled our hearts. Yeah. Don't allow your heart to be troubled. You believe in Steady, God. And Jesus is focused. talking to his mm-hmm. his people, disciples. His disciples. Mm-hmm. You believe in God. Believe also in me. Okay. In my Father's house are many mansions, or many rooms, or many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. So, and he says, I go to prepare a place for you. That's very specific. He's not just saying it's. Very specific, very direct. I am going for this purpose to build a home, prepare a place for you. Yeah, and and a lot of people feel out of place in in their job. Yeah, they don't have a place here. They don't. They where do I fit in? Displaced, right? Displaced. But he says, I go to prepare a place for you. That is uh, that is a 
totally appropriate for you. And somebody looks for a house, they look for a house and they think, oh man, this just is not going to work for me. Yeah. Or I could make this do, I guess. Or this but, is just perfect. And, and then they say, this is perfect. <laughs> so this is going to be a perfect place mm-hmm. for his people. And he said, and if I go and prepare a place for you, he's going to get it ready. It's not going to be unfinished, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I, and prepare a place for you. I will come again. again. This is a promise. I will come again and receive you to myself. I will come again and receive I'll come you, and get you. Mm-hmm. you, my disciples, you, my people, to myself. Why? That where I am, there you may be also. That will never be separated again. So shall again. we ever be with the Lord. So this, so this is a promise. And this is a temporary place that we're in right now, a temporary dwelling place. However, it is critical in that this is the determination of where we will spend eternity. This this life right now, this temporary earthbound uh, life, our choices, uh, accepting Jesus Christ as our Savior, will determine where we spend eternity. And for the most part, it's very shocking that um, I think in our olden days, in the creeds of the churches, they had, um, uh, what was that? How did they say that? Um, Christ has died, Christ has risen, Christ will come again. Yeah, they kind of chant that or put that yeah, in the liturgy. A, it's a chant, or, but a lot of people just zip goes over their heads. And no one, the preachers, the leaders the are so busy trying to conform to the dictates of the God of this world, really. I mean, the counterfeit Gospels have, you know, really reached their full. I think what's happening is that everything Every belief system, every foundation, every element of society, every human being is everything that can be shaken is being shaken right now. Let me just say this because, you know, we were able to avoid a lot of the judgments and it's over in another country or it's another uh, nation dictator. It's another situation. But now with what's going on in this country, in our world, it it messes with my everyday life. Yeah. What they have done, the lies, the fake narratives, to shake, to shake. Because Satan wants to know where you're going to stand. Are you going to stand for the truth? Are you going to bow? Are you going to stand for God's truth? The truth that God put in you, the truth that you know to be true according to his word? Or are you going to bow or bend or sneak out the back door? The lies and tyrannical oppression are affecting everybody. We're talking here in the United States. Everybody is being affected. Shaken. And a lot of people have swallowed the line, Mm -hmm. swallowed the evil... Try to uh, avoid, try to appease, try to fit in. The the evil narrative, which Mm -hmm. is much of which is just plain lies. Mm -hmm. But but then there are people that are awakened to the truth and and, um, that that are not conforming. To the, uh, but but Jesus narratives. did say in John Matthew chapter twenty four, he said he warned us. He gave us the the, the specifics of this wrap up, if you will, the wrap up of, of life on the planet for humankind, and the, we are in those days. We're in the wrap up days, the last days. Well, he said in Matthew twenty four four. Let's jump in there. Uh, Jesus answered and said to them regarding the questions of the tribulation yeah, and his the, coming when is the when will these things be what will be the sign of your coming yeah. and of the end of the age it's kind of a three part question yeah. and so he talks about the conditions uh, prior to his coming right and prior to the end of the age mm-hmm. Jesus answered and said to them take heed that no, no one, one deceives you. you that was his priority that was the very very first thing he could have said anything first on the list but first on the list he said you're going to be deceived they're going to come treacherously trying to deceive trick uh, confuse baffle yeah. stun shock right. destroy frighten you 
Because he knew in these days we would be in absolutely inundated with yep. lies. And evil. And and for for many will come in my name. Many will claim to be the you know, Christ. servants of Christ, leaders of Christ, prophets the of prophets, Christ. Yeah. People will say, I'm Christ. I'm an anointed one. Christ means an anointed one. And there are people that, you know, politicians say, you got to vote for me and I'll, I'll solve all the problems. Or religious leaders is to just give your allegiance to me and everything will be fine. Join this denomination, become a member of this church and you'll be fine and you'll be safe. That is so, we have been inundated from the beginning, from the very inception of the true gospel of Jesus Christ. Even by the time we get to Galatians, Paul is already saying, who's bewitching you? Who's switching you around? Who's got you now thinking that you're going to make it again based on works and um, good deeds? And verse 6, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. We've been in engaged in wars just you know all through history, but it's mm-hmm. intensifying now. Mm-hmm. And now we've got wars in our streets uh, yeah. here. See that you no one uh, see that you are not see that you are not troubled. Okay, don't be troubled. Okay, these things could really trouble us, get us fearful, mm-hmm. and angry, frustrated, confused. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. But the end is coming nearer. That's the point. The point is that every day that we survive, every day we go through the, another day, we are actually literally, literally one day closer to the actual return of Jesus Christ, the yeah. Son of God, Every day is to a, this earth. Every day is another phase of the march toward the coming of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And uh, the nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines, pestilences, diseases, Right. Earthquakes, oh my. How about fake diseases? Fake diseases, Mm -hmm. lying about diseases. Uh, All these things are the beginning of sorrows. In other words, birth pains. So there's something coming out Mm -hmm. of this. This is not just to grind everything into a pulp. This is, yes, it's it's a grinding, difficult time. However, there's something coming out of this. Mm -hmm. It's just like a woman that's in labor pains, there's a child coming. There's a right. There's, there's a there's reason pain. for this process. There's, there might be screaming. Right. There's a reason for it. There's a child coming. They're going to div- deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. You know, we uh, mm-hmm. the popularity of true believers is diminishing very quickly right. all around the world. You will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and many will be offended. Boy, people are offended about this. Offended about the color of the skin. Offended about what the police do. Affect. Offended about. Who said this and who said that and but, who did that? And we'll betray one another and hate one another. Many false prophets will rise up and deceive These are many. all, listen, these are signs that you've heard these many times. We've read about them many times. These are the signs of the return of Jesus Christ. And in verse 24, he says, um, 24, 5, 6, the, the, for the false Christ, the false prophets will arise and show great signs and wonders just to deceive, if possible, the very elect. I see, I told you beforehand, therefore... When he says, look here, look there, uh, don't believe it. He says, verse 27, For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. He's talking about his coming immediately after the tribulation of those days. He said, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will fall from heaven and the powers of the heaven will be shaken 
Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. This is going to trump everything Satan has tried to do to amass deception and gathers into his net, his witchcraft, his snares, his destruction. When the whole earth sees the return of Jesus Christ, men will mourn. They will grieve. They'll probably freak out because they realized they were on the wrong side, many of them. Well, in the midst of these conditions, uh, Jesus said in Matthew 24, uh, 13, he says, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. So mm-hmm. and the word endure there, it doesn't mean just, oh, man, I'll just hang on, just barely make it, stuff like that. Suffer. It means, it, the word endure there in the original language means to hold one's ground in conflict. Mm-hmm. To bear up under mm-hmm. adversity, not to, back down. To hold out under stress, to stand firm, to stand up, not stand down. Right, mm-hmm. to persevere under pressure, to wait calmly and courageously. It's not some kind of passive resignation uh, to fate. Well, what's what will be, what will be, mm-hmm. and just oh, I'll just <clears throat> wait. But it's an active, energetic resist. In I like this. It, the endure there means an active energetic resistance to defeat Okay, that allows calm and brave endurance. So God says, watch. He says, watch and pray that you may be able, counted worthy to escape from the wrath to come. And in Mark, he talks about 13. He's talking about, but of that day and that hour, no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, but the Father only. Now, this becomes a problem. A lot of people quote this, well, you cannot really know Jesus coming back because you don't know the day or the hour. That is nothing, that, that's, that's not an argument that works because just because you can't know the day or the hour something is happening doesn't mean it isn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. And yet they say, well, you can't know the day or the hour. And all these people are coming, saying from time to time, oh, he's coming here and then and where. And it doesn't happen. And we say, see, see, scoffer, scoffer, I told you. And so all it does is build up a resistance to the revelation of the real true fact that Jesus Christ is coming back. And he didn't say we could know the day or the hour. Obviously, that is reserved for the Father. He says, no one knows the day or the hour. He says, but take heed and watch and pray, for you do not know when the time is. So what's he supposed to be doing? Watching, praying, standing his ground, occupying, doing his Father's business, waiting for his Master who has delayed his return to be faithful, to be found faithful in doing what he's asking. Well, here's here's the deal. A lot of people, Christians, are living in the in the in the shadows of his delay rather than in the light of his coming. Mm-hmm. So, so here's the deal. They're saying, well, you know, there's some people that say, oh, where is the promise of his coming? And as it was at First Peter chapter three, yeah, the scoffers. It talks about there are scoffers in the last day. Oh, we've heard about the coming of Jesus for so long, and he hasn't come. Um, is he actually going to come? But Jesus says again, he warns us, he says, watch, pray, be steadfast, occupy in verse 34 of Matthew 13, Mark 13. He says, it is like a man going into a far country who left his house and gave authority to his servants and to each one his work and commanded the doorkeeper to watch. So you have your work. You have an assignment. You have something God, the kingdom of God has put upon your heart, a ministry, fulfill your ministry, Paul says, complete yes. the work. And do what he's called you to do. And do not be dissuaded, persuaded, or distracted by what they're throwing at you out there. Because that's not, maybe your 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 call is not, I mean, now resist evil, of course. But we do that by persisting in good. 
in righteousness and truth. You, sometimes we think we have to fight evil, but you fight evil by declaring righteousness and continuing to walk in it no matter what. I believe it's Romans twelve twenty one that says, do not be overcome by evil, mm-hmm. but overcome evil with good. Mm-hmm. So what happens with these, these days that we're living in, you know, as we're approaching the, the return of Jesus Christ, there's two, there's two parts to this. There's the return of Jesus for his people and the, the return of Jesus with his people. Right, that's interesting. A lot of people get really right. confused about that. Maybe we can talk about that a little well, bit later. I think later. that is a big part of the return of Jesus Christ and the, his second coming because there's actually more than likely the way it appears to be two returns um, one for his people and then with his people, which are two separate events. And so why people get hung up is because this looks a little complicated. Jesus says, I'm going, I'm coming back. Um, as you saw me leave, ascending uh, from the Mount of Olives, I'm going to descend the same in like manner, the angel said in, in uh, Acts 111. So we're, we're seeing a tangible, physical, actual, uh, hardcore promise of Jesus Christ physically returning to the earth. Well, we have to remember, too, he's coming for his people. He's, we just read it in John chapter 14, I will come again and receive you to myself. This is what we know of as the rapture. If you talk about 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the later verses there. Uh, 1551. First, yeah, 1 Thessalonians uh He says, 4, you should be 14. caught up together, changed caught in the up, twinkling of an eye yeah. at the last trump. And he's going to come to catch us away, catch away his bride. And in First Thessal, uh, Second First Thessalonians chapter four, he says um, that we not we will that, that those who are alive and remain till his coming will not stop or prevent those who are coming with him, but they will rise first, and then we who are the dead, alive. The dead, the dead in Christ, Christ will, will rise, rise first, first. Yes. and then we who are alive and remain. That means we're still walking on the earth. We're still, still right. eating supper. We're still, still driving our cars. Who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them to meet the Lord in the air, and so they shall ever be with the Lord. Now, people back away from the idea of second of the second coming because they don't understand or don't want to get into the controversy of the rapture because they can't figure that out either. When is he coming? So if he if we don't know when he's coming, then that means he's not coming. That's not true. We don't know the day or the hour, but he didn't say we can't know the time and the season. And, and the, the time is, it refers to a year or years, and seasons, of course, are times of the year. And, and sometimes pastors uh, tend to shy away from that because, you know, people want their best life now, right, here on earth. Well, we we want to, <laughs> you know, live our life, a full life, have, see our kids and our grandkids and, and have everything as nice as we can while we're here. And there's nothing wrong with that. But we have to remember that that we're part of the kingdom of God. It's an eternal kingdom that is that is interpenetrated this earth, but it is far beyond this earth. And some people, you know, poo-poo the idea of a a, a rapture because they think, they don't know how well, it's going to work. Because well, yeah, <laughs> how or, would that work? Or, I've never seen anything like that before. Right. Or part of it is that it's a great escape clause for the church. In other words. We just want to sit around and get out of it. We hold the fort, hang in here. Oh, Jesus is coming. Please rescue us out of this nasty, nasty world. But here, here's the deal, though. If you're looking for, for that rescue, just for the rescue part, you're missing the boat. The, the other part of it is this. Jesus said in Matthew twenty four fourteen, this gospel of the kingdom mm-hmm. will be preached in uh, in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And the end, the end will come. The, the parable of the Mayanas or the talents 
he, he gave this to his servants and he said, do business till I come. What's our business? Mm-hmm. Our business is to preach the gospel, heal the sick, raise the mm-hmm. dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons, preach the gospel of the kingdom. Freely we have received, freely give. So the best way to prepare for the return of the Lord is to be occupied, busy with what he told us to do. Luke twelve thirty five says, let your waists be girded and your lamps burning. In other words, be geared up, ready to go. Keep the lamp burning. Stay up. Do your thing. And you yourselves be like men who wait for their master when he will return from the wedding, that when he comes and knocks, they may open to him immediately. Blessed are those servants whom the master, when he comes, will find watching. Assuredly, I say to you that he will gird himself and sit down and have and have them sit down and feed them. So we're seeing that... An, um, the master will serve the servants. Yeah, but know this, if the master of the house had known the hour in which the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready for the Son of Man is coming again in an hour when you do not expect it. And what is that right now, if not the perfect description? We don't expect it. Going back to what you said, Jerry, about the rapture being an escape clause, God is the one who wrote the clause. We didn't. You know, if God figures we need to be rescued, redeemed, he said he had to shorten the days or no flesh would be saved. We are driving We are driving about 130, 400 miles an hour, whatever, down this reckless road of destroying human DNA and human life on the planet as we know it. We, we are being absolutely conned and controlled by the demonic forces that have worked patiently, that they have meticulously, deliberately, over the course of time, set up their strategies in every place where there is any influence, any person who, who could be in place to tip their, the, 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 uh, the, 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 the hearts and minds of men towards the, the darkness. They have been very diligent, but we also... Now, listen, so escape clause, rapture, when is it? Don't know the day or the hour. Is it real? Yes, I know it's real because there's two or three. Jesus said himself, he says, I'm coming to get you, I'm coming back for you. The angel says, as he left, so he's coming back. This ascension is going to be another ascension. Uh, like you said in Thessalonians, it says um, that we will we'll be caught up together with the Lord at the sound of the voice of the archangel, the shout and the, the, the trumpet of God. So the two things, Corinthians and Thessalonians, are two verifications of this same Harpazio, this violent snatching away, yes. uh, called the rapture. And it has to happen. It has to happen. I'll tell you why it has to happen. Then I'll tell you why it can happen. It has to happen because God has got to get his people out of the way because he does not want to bring his people under the wrath of the judgment that he is going to put upon the wicked. You don't burn up the wheat because you're mad at the tares. You take the, you get rid of the, you get rid of the tares and separate the wheat out because it's precious. God is not going to smash and destroy that for which He has lived and died and and watched over us and sent His Holy Spirit. And so the rapture is coming because it's a prescription God declared. The timing we don't know, but the, I, I believe we actually can know the hour. I mean the day. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We cannot the know the hour, the season, and the year. We can actually know that according to what He says in. Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 1. He wants us to not be ignorant. He doesn't want us to be caught off guard. And so let's look at that here where he says, um, you know, uh, and there's much in Thessalonians. I mean, that, that's a prime book about those, both of those books about the coming of the Lord. He says, but concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night when they say peace and safety. What is their goal right now? The goal is peace. The goal is safety. 
The goal is to try to get everybody safe from COVID and safe from this and peaceful so that the day will, will be all safe and will be okay. But he says, then sudden disruption comes upon us. And he says, but you, but, but God, from verse 9, for God did not appoint you or us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ who died for us. That whether we wake or sleep, whether we live or die, we will live together with him. Therefore, comfort each other with these words and edify one another, just as you are doing. Uh, so I think what happens in, in this delay is that we become uh, deceived and discouraged. Well, the thing is, it's not a delay. It's not we from our perspective yeah. it's a delay. For God from God's perspective, it's his perfect timing. And part of it is that some people have said, Well, he's waiting for the church to do its job and preach the gospel to to the entire world. This gospel of the king shall be preached into all in nations the and then the end shall come. Well, you know, for the most part we haven't done a very good job of that. Um, but God uh, is the judge of that. Yeah, I think some people have been ac- excellent and very committed. Some have, some mm-hmm. have, and only o- God o- knows. Overall, uh, overall, we've. Um, but yeah. I think again, we have to really redefine the church. Well, the Church of Jesus Christ. You know, uh, there has been the gospel of the kingdom has been preached pretty much in every nation of the world, right? And it comes through in individuals. Forms. It comes through ra- ra- you know, satellite. Uh, radio, TV, dreams, even though there are some perversions of the gospel that have gone into these mm-hmm, nations, mm-hmm. the gospel is really you know, ha- has, is being preached in, in all the world. Um, but we have to remember, too, about the, the return of Jesus. I'm talking about the return of Jesus. It's going to be an actual return. It's not some just spiritual woo-woo thing. Mm-hmm. It's an actual return. It's a personal, well, the, as it's he a says, as the lightning shines from the east to the west, all men will see it. Right, right. This is this is when he's coming back with his people. Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, and now, that's the that's the second part of the the return of Jesus Christ when exactly. he comes with, with his, his people, people, that army of the, the saints robed in white, riding in white horses. Jesus Christ leading the charge on his white horse. The, the angel uh, spoke to the men in the book of Acts, the disciples, as they were watching Jesus. Uh, while they looked, it says, steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, apparently angels, who also said, these men said, men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up. So it's the personal Jesus, right? This same Jesus, only now he is, you know, he's glorified, right? He's, he, mm-hmm. he became human for the mm-hmm. purpose of death and suffering on the cross, He's raised from the dead. He has a glorified body. Uh, he's identified with us forever mm-hmm. in that way. This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. So it says in Revelation chapter 1, uh, Behold, he comes with the clouds, mm-hmm. and every eye shall see him, and all mm-hmm. you know, the, including those who pierced him, those who were directly involved in his crucifixion, and the tribes of the earth shall mourn because of him. It's going to be a freak out. It's going to be a shock and awe for most of the people there when actually he's actually coming. And we realize, too, that there's going to be 
there's going to be such an antichrist spirit on earth at that time. They're going to at, try to attack. I don't know if they try to shoot missiles or rockets or lasers to try to knock him out of the sky when he comes. Mm-hmm. But there, there's that resistance. There's that hostility. Beyond words. Beyond the sun. Mm-hmm. But, he's, but anyway, he, the, the, all the efforts of man to keep him from coming back are, are going to totally fail. <laughs> but the, it's the, not possible. The scary, tragic thing is there's been so much confusion about his return. It seems it's been so distanced from us. It's been so removed from our everyday thoughts um, that we've been so caught up in the distractions of the false narratives and the dis- and, and the trouble that those narratives cause us that we have been become discouraged. We've, we've not looked to the Lord. We've not realized that we actually have, we we really have really been, I don't know, hoodwinked, I guess you'd say, into believing the lies that we are just downtrodden and we're the scum of the earth and we have no power and we have no influence with our Heavenly Father and He's just watching us squirm down here to see how we're going to do. That is not the purposes of God. God is not here watching to see how you're going to do in all of these fiery trials. He already knows because he knows from the foundation of the world who we are and he knows everything from the foundation of the world. However, this has not been taught to us properly. We believe that God is here testing us. No, God is giving us an opportunity for him to help us to prove to the devil that God can keep us and that we're willing to be kept by God because we're willing to be obedient to God. And so these fiery trials and this testing uh, kind of uh, distracts us from the idea and the revelation that God said, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. Mm-hmm. Nothing shall by any means yes. hurt you. Who is telling you that you have access to the Most High God, that his angels have been deliberately sent and created to minister to the heirs of righteousness, that they are there to help us. How many people tell you that you can, you can bind, you can forbid, you can loose, you can... Re, you can you're you, not a victim. You're not a victim, you're right. You're a victor. And we are doing these things for the purposes of bringing glory to the Lord God, not just occupying so I can, you know... You know, Get out of here. keep the wolf away from the door. I am here to declare the kingdom of God for the purposes of God because I am from the he- heavenly kingdom, and I'm just simply here on, as a domicile. I'm here as an ambassador. I am not from here anymore. I, I was born here, uh, but I have been transferred. My citizenship is now in heaven, and my king, my king, is coming back. And he's going to look for those who are faithful and looking for his appearing. He's coming for those, yeah, like you said, Marjorie, he's coming for those who love his appearing. They're looking forward to his appearing. Jesus gives us warning uh, in, in Luke 21, uh, 34 and, uh, 30 through 30, 36. But take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down. Mm-hmm. with carousing, drunkenness, and the cares of this life. God have mercy. That the day comes upon you unexpectedly. How many are giving in to those days? Oh. Uh, you know what? It's, it, I'm going to tell you something, that we wonder why, you know, this horrible mess, these, this violation of our freedoms, this assault, these uh, violent, a- aggressive acts in our streets, in our homes, burning this and that, and shooting people and killing them and getting by with it. We're wondering why. But there should be no wonder to any of this, because I'll tell you why. Because we, not you and I maybe, but as a nation, as a population, as a people group, we have given place to the devil. We have Mm -hmm. permitted and we've permitted um, 
sexual perversions, uh, mixed marriages, uh, all kinds of debauchery, um, uh, wife swapping. We've, we've, we've permitted. And now, wherever Satan feels, now mark this down, where the people are being the most attacked is where Satan is feeling the most comfortable in going in there and mm-hmm. reaping that which is his. Yeah, if, you, if, if that t- in town or that street or that city or that state has given much place to sin and, and the devil, he is going to feel like it's his. He's going to feel very comfortable. He's going to be invited in. He has his people in position that are going to open the doors for him. He is going to come in and he's going to persecute the innocent and the righteous. Yeah. And you know what's going to have to happen? The same thing that Nehemiah, Ezariah, Ezra, Nehemiah, Daniel, and Jeremiah did. And that was all in chapter 9. They began to repent, confess the sins, back off from those sins, and declare the righteousness of God. And and when they did that, they prayed, they confessed their sins, they repented, they cried out to God. Then God turned the tables. God gave the breakthrough. God gave them the deliverance. Um, and even now, those who are righteous don't have to be caught up together with the wicked. God is able to sort it out. And if you and I are righteous and you know who you are in Christ Jesus, bought and paid for by the blood of the Lamb, uh, he died that you might end up have an abundant life. You can still have that abundant life right now. But all we need to know is that we belong to him and he is in control and he loves us and he is coming for us. So he doesn't want you to be discouraged or weary. And you say, well, I'm not good enough or what do I do or I didn't do enough. Those those things, those thoughts in your mind are not from the Holy Spirit. That's the right. Holy Spirit will tell you, be, be patient, uh, be at peace, trust, rest, abide. I've got this. You're okay. You're good. Okay, we need to learn to obey and listen to the Holy Spirit inside of us, not the spirit of fear and anxiety that so much and so many times sounds just like our own voice. You you can ask yourself as these thoughts come out of your mouth because they're coming out of your heart, who said that? Because our hearts are de- are need to be transformed. They start out desperately wicked, and who can know them? Jeremiah says, but God wants to be transforming us by the through the word. So, if you cannot find a church. And you cannot find a godly man or woman to be a mentor or discipler of you. If you are all by yourself, you still have your ability to read. Read the Bible. Read the book. Humble yourself. Cry out to God. Get in your prayer closet. Rejoice. Rest in Him. And ask Him to keep you in perfect peace. And to look for the day of the Lord. Because he's, his, his, his day is hastening. I believe He's shortening the time. I believe these things are ramping up so quickly that unless there is some sort of a a reprieve or an intervention, you know, and we're, 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 we may be looking for the wrong things too. We may be looking for this great awakening, this great revival, this great flock of people coming to the Lord in repentance. I don't think that's what it's going to look like. Personally, I believe it's going to be one-on-one. People may turn to the Lord, may repent, be like Saul and Peter and Paul and all those other guys, they, they, they repented. Uh, you know, that's a personal thing. And that is revival, when people change their mind, open their eyes, and repent and cry out to God for mercy and forgiveness. So don't be caught off looking for what may not be something that will help us out to get any idea or revelation of the signs. The signs are in the book. The book is already written. Jesus said, I'm coming back. He doesn't lie. So, Lord God, we thank you right now for the revelation of your love and your truth. As you described it, you said, I'm coming back. There are many mansions I've come to prepare a place for you, and I will come again and receive you to myself. Lord God, you're coming for the bride. The bride will be snatched away in the rapture, whenever the rapture is, before, during, after, uh, before the day of the wrath, 
uh, which would seem to make the most sense. But Lord, whatever it is, we give you praise right now. We, we stop and praise you and we thank you for your truth that you're completely aware of what's going on. We give you praise for the protections, the direction, the deliverance in Jesus' name. And help us, Lord, to be trusting you, not giving into fear or confusion or anger, Lord God, but just to be empower us to be uh, aggressive in the Holy Spirit in these days, that we are not standing down, we are not backing down from the truth, from you, from your word, from your calling, We're going to stand for you with wisdom and grace, no matter what people think about us, say about us, or how they attack us. We will love by your grace. Mm -hmm. We will be strong in you and in the power of your might. Lord, in these days, help us to be faithful. Help us to live as victors, not victims. Help us not to just be uh, overcome by evil, but to overcome evil with good. Every opportunity we get, help us to hear your voice, do what you say, even though you lead us into some new things that we've never done before. It's okay because you're with us and you're leading us. Give us courage to trust and rest in you and to walk in your peace according to the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. I have an emergency. What is your location? Because there's a war for your soul.